and welcome to Attack of the Queer Wolf. I'm Michael. I'm Nay. Hey. And that's it. It's just us today. I can't believe it. It's like heaven. (laughs) I love you, Brennan and Sam, but. Yeah, of course. um, Nay and I are like really excited to be the duo today. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows what will be said? Lord. (laughs) Yeah, might have to be editing a lot. Hi, Ernie. <laughs> Ernie's here, though. I was like, Ernie, do you want a mic? <laughs> what did he say? He said I'd be on standby. <laughs> yes, y'all, that's Ernie. Ernie's our amazing sound technician. Right. Ernie's the best. Hello, hello. Um. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. Yes. You just heard Ernie. Ernie's the best. Let me tell you, because we had to reschedule because my apartment just exploded. Like the, the, the washing machine, <laughs> leave, the, laugh, the, the, the toilet clock. I was like, good Lord. All at like 6 p.m. When I, right when I need to leave the house yep. to record. So, so Ernie. Ernie, Ernie um, thank you so much. Yeah. And I'm glad you were like, let's, let's, re- let's see if we can reschedule. I like, no, I'm glad that you were like that because I was still like, um, I don't think I'll be that late. And I'm like, uh, girl, you want to reschedule? It's like when Michael was shitting his brains out and was like, you guys, like, I just really don't know if I can make it. And I was like, Michael, duh. Stay the fuck home. Yeah. There's always a good, it's good when you have a friend <laughs> who like kind of gets what's going on and will like, I don't want to say speak for you, but will like make you like just like grasp the reality yeah. of the situation. Cause so time, so many times, like I know with that situation and I could tell via our text the other day with your situation yeah. that neither of us in those moments wanted to like ask for what we really wanted. Yeah. I don't think I even thought about it. Yeah. I was yeah. like, we need to reschedule this. <laughs> and the use kind of said that to me when I was like, yeah, Mount Vesuvius out of my butt <laughs> when you were like, Girl, you're not coming to the yeah, show today. Like, like, no one trying to deal with you. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other thing, too, I've learned in L.A. Because back home in the Midwest, when I worked, like, a sales job or, like, any job, oh, you're there's, like, a fear yeah. of, like, calling out sick. Yeah. And, like, the people at work don't care if you're sick. But in L.A., like, you sniffle. And it's, like, get the fuck yeah, out of Yeah, well, because in the Midwest, they're, like, I don't give a fuck if there's a blizzard. Yeah. Or anything you're cut like yeah, and you aren't yeah. you are not using your one vacation day for the year, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah, no, I think all of this is really relevant to the time of year that we're at right now because it is June, it is Pride Month, mm-hmm. and I think something actually Ernie and I were talking about before the show, actually mostly me, poor Ernie, <laughs> like oh, I've been talking so much, um, and then a little bit with you when you got here is about Pride Month and like being excited or th- this is my personal opinion, I feel excited about. Pride in general, like this, just that there's, I have, I have, well, accessibility is what we're going to talk about, but like hypothetically, I have access to this thing that is just so amazing that I never would have dreamt that I would have had access to, blah, 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 blah. But how in reality, sometimes I feel guilty critiquing different parts of pride because I feel like I'm just supposed to be grateful for it. Right. But actually, like lots of pride is inaccessible. And lots of pride is shit I wouldn't want to go to in period, like mm-hmm. any time of the year, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, I think it's all everybody during this pride month, just it's okay to think about yourself and your needs yes. um, and like what you need to have a happy pride or a happy life in general, Yeah, not just during pride, but like if you know that, okay, so for me, things that come up, like I'll be like, is there any kind of access information on these flyers? Right. I, mean, I saw you tweet something yeah. about that. Yeah. Like, I the because you know what I can go to your website I can look on the website but also 
actually what is going to happen is that I'm going to have to call someone. I'm going to have to call a bar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to ask these questions. And actually, you should put that on your flyer. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not even a thing just for disabled people. Like, it's everybody, this information benefit actually benefits everybody, right. period. <laughs> yeah. But like, no obviously the people who have access issues are the people most thinking about it, which although that makes sense, I don't think it's an excuse anymore. I think we all, especially as party planners, as whatever, actually just period, whatever you, whatever kind of job you have, you mm-hmm. should be thinking about this. And so um, if you have a problem with a space and you're like, uh, do I have to like, risk my own body or my own limits Mm -hmm. or like be in pain or just not be able to go. You don't have to feel bad about that. Like that is not so conditioned to like not create waves or to not be like quote unquote annoying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I don't want to ask that. That's like, uh, you know, I'm just going to keep quiet. And it's just like, no, it's okay to ask for what you want. Yeah. Like, and like what you're, Wow. The La- Ooh, the LaCroix burp. Ew, I hate that. I hate, I hate that so much. It wasn't me for a while. It's what my body needed to do right now. Okay. Yes, um, I know that we're taught that like the more needs that our bodies have, the more annoying we are and the less we should ask for and the more we should try to take care of ourselves and not bother anybody. Um, but the older that I get, the more comfort and the more confidence I have in asking for those things. Yeah. And checking in with myself when I start to feel bad about it and being like, would you feel bad if this building was just accessible from jump? Like, would you be thinking about your body, what it can and can't do in a way that negatively affects you if this building was accessible or if this flyer had the information or if like someone cared about that other than you, would you still feel badly about your body? And I'm usually like, no. Right. And I'm like, well, then the problem isn't my body. It's not. And it it must make you feel like sometimes too, right? Like having to do all that work beforehand, yeah. you just go, fuck yeah. it. I don't want to go to this. Right. Anyway. I'm like, I don't yeah. want to go anyway. Yeah. Like so, I have to yeah. do all this work <laughs> just to, to find planning. out if I could fucking go to something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean the pride parade is, it's amazing and pride month's amazing, but there's also like, I don't know if it's being online or not, but you see things that for me, as I get older, I'm just like kind of annoyed by like the corporation of it. Oh, yeah. Like how it's like, Fucking Oh, we gross. put a rainbow on our Twitter AV. We did yeah. our deed for the month. Or like even some queer people like think going to the Pride Parade is all they need to do that year. And I'm like, well, true pride is actually like helping our community like during the other 364 days yeah. of the year, especially those who can't help themselves. So I get I like go back and forth because like the parade route goes right by my place. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. <clears throat> my street is open, but the block, like the cross street that we live on is a staging area. And on my way here today, I took an Uber because I did not want to lose my parking space yeah. where my car is. So the Uber had to turn around by the station area. And I like looked over and it was like three banks, mm-hmm. like a law firm. And like, it's great. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, like maybe they're donating something and like they're paying a fee to be in the parade. So that fee's going somewhere, but it's probably going to pay for the parade more than right. anything. And there was just no nothing local about it. It mm-hmm. felt like so like it just felt cold. Yeah. Seeing all that. And I'm like, it's amazing. All these people are in their t-shirts and it's a bunch of queer people probably from those businesses and they're like out and proud and stuff. But there's just something like I it's like you I don't know. I just feel like so conflicted as I get older because there's like I see the good things, but then I like I see the bad things. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes I just want to make the bad things go away so I can be like, it's mm-hmm. pride, enjoy yeah. it. But at the same yeah. time, I'm like there's more to it than that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think, well, sometimes it just feels like a slap in the face when you see what people are willing to spend their money on and what they're not willing to spend the money on. It's like you are down to pay lots of fifty, a hundred dollars to access these like special pride things, but like, would you even donate to a friend's top surgery fund, right? If or they were like fundraising, the, the youth or, like, or like, yeah, like, do you? I like, do you? Yeah, how? Like, how is that? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, and not, it's like, like I'm not, another round, I'm not here but, to judge anybody, but at the same time, I'm just like, I feel like there's it's great, but then I'm like, there's so many resources that this could go to instead. Yeah. I don't know. Conflicted. It's probably just my old ass. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love, I, I love it. Yeah. I love the, you know, the community. I think I love the eight, you know, I talk about this a lot. I think memes are really (laughs) doing their job right now of reminding people of, of pride's roots. Yes. Um, and so I think, you know, and I think that's, awesome because I don't think that I even knew that until I, I learned a lot in the last, just yeah, the last you know? few years myself. And I saw a really great Twitter thread today because of the, the talk on Twitter about corporate yeah. like involvement in pride and how like you can tell, you can tell like the real honesty and integrity, like Fangoria, for instance, decided at the last minute because they made that mm-hmm. really funny, like, I don't know if you saw the cancel portion of that meme mm-hmm. that Phil Nobile did. That yeah. was really, really funny. But because of, like, the logo that he created for it, people were like, I want that on a shirt. Yeah. So within, like, 24 hours, they and Fright Rags created an actual Fangoria Pride shirt that they're mm-hmm. selling for three days. And all the proceeds are going to AIDS Life Cycle. And you're just like, okay, that's, yeah. like, true allyship. That's, like, yeah, their heart is in a good place. They're doing a good thing. They're not profiting off of it. Yeah. But then you see – you know, there's been a lot of talk about how like YouTube slaps on like a rainbow flag YouTube logo, mm-hmm. but they're actually like there's like a big story going on right now with um what's his name? Carlos Maza, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, who's being like completely bullied and mm-hmm. and treated like shit by this alt right guy who um is just saying all these awful things that I don't even want to repeat. And they're like they it took like two weeks to demonetize this guy because mm-hmm. YouTube didn't want to lose the right. clicks, you know? Right. So this um Woman, I I don't know where she's out of. She so she, because of all that, she started a Twitter thread of just like local places you could buy queer stuff or from queer people. So like instead of thinking about corporations constantly, like here's a list of places you can actually buy that are local. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and that wouldn't have happened if the conversation wouldn't have started. Right. So that's what I think of. I like try to go back to that, like the goodness from like when I go in my head and I'm like like bitching about pride or anything like that i i you know i find those things and it brings me back down to reality go okay this is a really great thing yeah chill the fuck out dude (laughs) right (laughs) right no i think it's always okay to to think about things in as many ways as possible yeah that's always okay and it's a way to learn those conversations are okay um and I think it's like if folks are out there, you know, and you're a big corporation and you slapped a rainbow on something, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. However, I want, I wish they would all just also think about like, do we support the queer people that act, that do work here? Yeah. Do you support your queer employees all year round? You know, do we make it the kind of workspace that is comfortable for people to be out and who they are in every realm of their life, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, you started somewhere. Let's take it somewhere else. Right. I sometimes I'm like I don't want the critique to shut them down from doing it again. Yes. Um. 
but also it's like this this is a 365 yes 24/7 job yep. as it is to be you know queer or like whatever social identities intersect for you like that never leaves those people so we need i need more than literally like rainbow like toilet paper yeah, in the like fucking bathroom in like june your your app <laughs> to be like your uber app to have like a rainbow road for your yeah. your travel that yeah. day and it's like yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> anywho mm-hmm. wow yeah tea time that was okay. some tea <laughs> watching anything good that we can add to tea time no, I'm still watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say that I know last time I said that Khaleesi, okay, first of all, who takes that long to introduce themselves? She's like, I am Khaleesi, blank, 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 mother of dragons, blank, dragon blank, blank, that dragon bitch. <laughs> um, I, but no one told me about Brienne of Tarth. I don't know. I have never watched oh, the show. Oh my God. I want. Is she the super, more. super tall? Yes. I love her. I'm obsessed. She was in season two of Top of the Lake, and she's so oh, good in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, obsessed. No <laughs> one told me. No one told me. And like, wow, I really was just like, who am I? I literally want her to cut my fucking head off. <laughs> like, please, just decapitate me. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, amazing. Do what you will with my severed head. Yeah, I literally, Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Whatever you want. I don't care. And I, I just don't feel that way that often. <laughs> so amazing. Yeah. What about you? Have I watched anything? I watched a movie last <laughs> night and I had some friends over and we watched, we, me and my friends, there's like a group of us with Brian and our friends, Chelsea and Mia. We've started this once a month horror roulette, we call it. And um, it's really fun. Like Mia is a huge horror fan and Chelsea is a horror fan. She's not as diehard as Mia and myself. And like, I feel like Chelsea and Brian have like the similar horror path where they met me Mm. and they were forced to start watching horror movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they've like slowly grown to love them. And now they're like, Chelsea like is like, let's go see everything in the theater. Brian's not there yet. We'll get them there. But uh, so we do this horror roulette thing. And what it is, is we, Go to the shutter app. Yeah. And then one person turns their back to the television and then the other person has the Apple TV remote and they just move it around. Oh and wherever God. they say stop, we have to watch that movie. Isn't that really fun? Um, so we watched a movie last night and I don't know if I want to say the title of it because I found it to be really problematic and um, I just didn't really care for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I found it to be like kind of homophobic at times Damn. too. So I was okay. like, Oh, this is a great way to celebrate. Pride. <laughs> so, but I love shutter. Yeah. I yeah. love shutter so much. And I love Me the too. folks over there. So that's why I don't yeah. really, cause it's a shutter original. So I don't really want to like trash it. Mm. Um, and I realized like after I know, like you guys said, when we recorded the perfection, like I remember leaving that record and being like, Oh, I feel like I just trash talked a movie. And I never want to do that as like a person involved in film myself. I don't want to be that person that like publicly like shits on a movie. Because I would do that in the past, and it just doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I left that record. I remember feeling like really bad. And you guys were like, "You were okay. Like yeah, you gave your right. opinion on the movie. You weren't mean or anything." Um, but I feel like if I keep keep talking about this movie, I might get to that mean point. Mm. So I also watched <laughs> a lot of Beat Bobby Flay. Oh. <laughs> I love cooking shows, um, and I love the Food Network. So I watch a lot of like those like shows that are like 30 minute competitions that take like Um, 
no brain power whatsoever, except you just stare. So I watched a lot of that this weekend. Wow, you yeah. and my mom yeah. would really get along. <laughs> Dab. Watching the yeah. If y'all just watched the Food Network, it could happen. Yeah. Brian's always like, Oh, we're watching seven hours of this again. <laughs> But I love to cook, so I learn a lot from those shows. Like, I'll take little tricks that I see on the show, and I'll do that in my cooking and stuff. Oh, and you've had my I'm cooking. cutie pie. Mm. Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> so I think that's it. I'm blanking. No. Yeah. Not. We've talked a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw Ma. Did I talk about that on the no, last show? No. Oh, yeah. I still fun have it. Trash. It was so trashy fun. It was like a really expensive Lifetime movie. <laughs> Nice. I had a blast. Oh, that's sold. Right? Okay. <laughs> I went to – Octavia Spencer's amazing. Yes. She's so good. So committed. Yes. She's having the fucking time of her life in that movie. Oh, my God. Yes. And I went and saw it um, at the Arclight opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Theater was packed. Amazing. And I want to say it was probably 80% queer folks. Cute. So – Everyone was going nuts. And it was like <laughs> one of those experiences in a theater where you like actually like ask for people to participate yeah. and like shout at the screen because yeah. it makes the experience better. Yeah. And it was like that the entire That's movie. Fun. That's so fun. fun. And like this one guy stood up at the end, gave it a standing <laughs> ovation. And you could tell it was like partially genuine, but partially comp- like sarcastic. But mm-hmm. like he would thoroughly enjoy the movie. Showing he was sitting out. two rows in front Showing of me. Out. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> It was amazing. And it had like an amazing cast. Mm. Allison Janney, Juliette Lewis, um, cool. Luke Evans, Octavia Spencer. Yeah. The director's in it, Tate Taylor, who's a queer man. He directed it, wrote it, and had a role in it. Amazing. So, yeah, it was super fun. That's fun. I don't, I'm not going to say run out and see it, but definitely catch it when it's on like yeah, iTunes or Netflix see it, or whatever. For sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, amazing. yeah. So should we start talking about the movie we're going to discuss today? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, folks. We are discussing When a Stranger Calls Back, and Ernie has a trailer for us. Listen to me very carefully. So creepy. You don't live here, do you? You're just a babysitter. I don't think you're alone in this house. We should get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that change. Yes. The whole movie. Come on out, Julia. <gasps> Does she have a psychiatric record or something? Paranoid delusions? What about this incident five years ago? Some sort of harassment thing. Well, did they catch the guy? Apparently not. The incident five years ago was more than a harassment thing. Two children disappeared and they haven't been found yet, dead or alive. My door is triple bolted. I live up on the third story. Someone has been in my apartment. Are you sure she hasn't created something that isn't there? I could run away. Try and disappear. That scene tells me. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they wouldn't find me. Who am I going to be today? I'm sorry, I'm letting this trailer play. I love it. When a stranger calls back. <laughs> Shit, I didn't realize it went on that long wow. at the end. Ugh. So your first time seeing yeah. it. Yeah. Right? What'd you think? It was you know, I now I see how many people like take inspiration from that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I mean Have you seen the original? No. Okay. I haven't seen that either. It's essentially the same type of Carol Kane. Or have I? You She's know, the babysitter in the original one. Mm, the yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I just would would <laughs> would you keep talking to this person? Like would you That's ever have answered? I don't know, because like I look back to like being, I mean, how old do you think she's supposed to be there? Like 15 or 16? Because it's five years right. later. She's in college. Yeah, like, she you're... talks about how she moved off. Campus, yeah. Like her freshman year. It's been a year and a half or something. Yeah, true. So she's like 15 or 16. No cell phone. No cell like, phone. Like and I wonder, like I was thinking about that while watching it. And I was like, would I keep talking? Would I answer the door? What would I do? Because I was like, even as like a teenager, if I was home alone, we had this door in our uh, family room. We lived in a split level house, mm-hmm. so it was like partial basement. The bottom yeah, floor. Yeah, like you walk in and there's yeah. stairs to yeah, yeah, yeah like shit. the yeah. Why do I love that? And it's it's because it's like so Brady. <laughs> no, it's not even Brady Bunch. I don't know. It's like cute. It? I just knew people. Okay, <laughs> I when I was growing up, people with houses like that, I thought I was like, oh, you're rich, and I know that that's probably not true. I used to think that about like lots of things. I'd be like, oh, you have a freezer in yeah, the garage. I mean, our house was like you're rich. Sized. Um, <laughs> nine of us in a four bedroom house. Jesus, right. One and a half baths. Damn. Um, but we had a door that accessed the outside there. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom had like curtains on it, but she had them tied. So they were like in, there was like a bow in each curtain. Damn mom. She, OCD. should have seen our house. Like she had nine kids. The house was always immaculately cleaned. And when they were gone, I would always, if I was like watching TV in the family room or something, I would always feel like somebody was looking mm. at me through that door and it would freak me the fuck out. Damn. So I would unbow right. the curtains and then I would hear them pull up and I would tie them really quick. And every <laughs> fucking time she'd be like, you messed with the curtains cause the bow wasn't right. Um, but it made me think back to that and like, had somebody knocked, I probably would have like, like turned all the lights off in my house and like hid immediately, mm-hmm. even if they knocked, but I don't know. But you're also like a teenager and you're like supposed to respect everybody. So like. True. Would you. That's I, true. Knowing me, I probably would have fucking opened the door and let him in the house and murdered me. Oh, hell no. <laughs> what do you think you would have done? <laughs> um, I mean, I really think I wouldn't have answered at all. Yeah. Like at Today all. I wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, I'd definitely be like today. super annoyed and be like, can you get off my. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I'm not expecting someone, I will not answer the door. Remember the pop-in though? Did you have pop-in like a pop-in time in your life at all? So like when I was in college, when I lived, it was like kind of cell phone days and like people would pop in. Oh, yeah. Like, Like, did you have like, I kind of missed the pop in. Okay, Ernie, stop (laughs) laughing at me. I was like, thought you were the name of like telling me the name of like a product of some kind. Wow. Pop in. Yeah. Yeah, No, there is that like hometown, like small town feel. Mostly, but. Well, my family, they all, we used to live across the street from each other. Like, everybody just lived across the street oh, no or kidding. around the that. corner. Okay. Like, a, yes. Super close. So, so it was rotating. Like, people, you know, my aunts, like, to this day, I can walk up to my aunt's house and just walk in the door. I'd be like, y'all really not locking these doors yet? <laughs> in fact, one time when I was young, I, like, went to walk in the door and it kind of stuck a little bit. And so I thought it was just, like, swollen in the humidity and, they, I, they and I needed to push it, it harder. Uh-huh. And they had actually locked it Did for some reason. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I did. And they think it's hilarious still. Of course. Like, remember when you broke in? Well, the thing is, I was just very strong, you know, just 
Oddly, strong. My mom called me Herman Munster. Oh my god! Yeah, right. But nice. also, thanks, thanks bitch. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's a bad bitch. I'm not worried about that. Call me Herman, because like I will break you in half. You know. And so yeah, I and actually. She sees you. Yeah. Like I'm a big strong bitch. I'm not worried about it. Like you can call me anything, honestly, because I'm still the big strong bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I accidentally broke in. And yeah, that's because they just don't lock. They don't lock. I was like, this door isn't locked. Yeah, like no way that that's what's yeah, happening. But so yeah, I I remember the the, the pop in days. Yeah, like a. But I guess now it's like sometimes if I'm near someone's house, I'll just be like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. But I I don't just like go knock on their door. Yeah, I used to like if someone popped in now, I would be like. <sighs> the fuck like okay like you're totally interrupting my space i wanted to do nothing today <laughs> you just show up at my house Pro- that's probably how i'd be even if it was like my best wow friend. michael wow but um well, it's because it's like everything's so cute like like because of cell phones everything's yeah. so structured mm-hmm. that it like interrupts your structure at least for me and like if Noted. i'm dead set on like doing nothing on a saturday <laughs> afternoon like someone showed up at my house i actually am probably like in all reality, if someone showed up my house, I'd probably be very happy or excited. But there's a part of me that thinks I'd be like, "Well, fine, no one will now." Yeah, no. <laughs> thank you. Um, but I don't even know what we were talking about. <laughs> no, like what we would have done, yeah, and how unlike, like, if you, yeah, people just don't show up, yeah. Because at the time in the movie, well, when I w- first watched the movie, it was in college. And I was so used to people just knocking on our door all the time because I lived with five other dudes. Oh, Lord. And it was college. So people yeah. were always over. Because college people do pop in. All the time. I used to do that to people all the time. Like, I don't – I can't even tell you how many times I would just, like, pop over to someone's house and, like, two hours later we'd be hammered. Because <laughs> you just showed up and, like, there was beer in the fridge. So you just yeah. start drinking. Um, <laughs> hmm, I wonder if that led to my alcohol problem <laughs> ten years later. Um yeah, I don't know. So I really love this movie. Um, yeah. You know, like it it has the same structure as the original. So the original is not to like spoil it for you or anybody, but it's essentially the same setup. Carol Kane's babysitting, and she, but it's the calls are coming from inside the house setup. But her kids she's babysitting are murdered. Wow. And then okay. it's kind of like the same thing where like the middle half of the movie is a procedural. And um, – John, the guy who comes in and helps her in this movie, is the cop in that movie, just like the local cop. So he's like tracing down, like tracking down this killer. Um, So it's a very, it's very like the structure of it's like the exact same. Um, But listening to that trailer, when it's like condensed to like a minute and a half, you really realize this. It's like a much deeper story, and it's literally about how, in reality, a lot of the times women only believe other women Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. every single guy in that movie questions Mm -hmm. her. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's such an interesting discussion because I've seen this movie probably 20 times. And in the last year, I've only really noticed some of these other unintentional or intentional themes, whatever, whatever they may be come up. Mm -hmm. And it's such an interesting discussion. And her performance has gone from me seeing this 15 years ago to being kind of cheesy and comical Julia's to like very soft mm-hmm. and like heartbreaking yeah. and lonely and terrorized. Like you can literally feel the terror mm-hmm. of her day to day life. Yeah. And I feel like it's almost essential viewing for people to like, just kind of like one, cause it's an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, even, it, even though that the middle portion of it is like a procedural, it's not a scary movie at that point. Um, but it's just like, here, watch this. 
and see like what women go through if you don't understand it already. Yeah. I, yeah, for real. There are so many people living with that kind of constant terror in their life. Um, I think definitely a lot of women, a lot of queer people, a lot of femmes, Mm -hmm. um, stalking is definitely a problem. Yeah. And with so many kinds of assault, not being believed, of course, is just, I mean, I would say that for myself, it's like, maybe I could heal from the assault, but what I can't heal from all the time is people not believing me or well, like loved like, ones not believing me. It's people like screaming me. in a crowded room and no one, hear, no one yeah. hearing you, you know? Yeah, totally. And I, I guess it's just a really good reminder to folks how powerful it can be to listen to someone and just believe them. Yeah. Um, I actually cry every time as I've gotten older, like this has gone from just like a scary movie to me to like a really, I love Carol Kane. Mm-hmm. Like I think she's such an amazing actor. Yeah. And that scene where she talks about like, it wasn't a harassment thing. Like two kids she was caring for were kidnapped and mm-hmm. she almost like died. And like yes. her explaining like the minutia of life is terrifying. Yeah. Like to the point where like, you know how many fucking socks are in your drawer? Because if it's like moved an inch, mm-hmm. you'll notice it. Mm-hmm. And like, I, like tear up whenever I like listen to that because her performance is so yes. fucking amazing. And knowing the first movie, she's almost filling in her backstory in that moment mm-hmm. too. True. And it's just, I don't know. It's just really powerful. And like yeah. talking about like, I used to laugh as a younger person about, you know, how many matches are in the box next to your stove. Cause just like the thought of someone counting the matches, but as a person who I feel has finally matured in life and has a better understanding and like of just other people's plights, like you mm-hmm. go, fuck, she literally probably does count how many matches are in her box mm-hmm. next to her stove. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the need. Okay. I don't even know where to begin (laughs) with that because it's just so, I just remember how important validation is and how we, I think sometimes people are curious as to how folks can help people in a moment of crisis Mm -hmm. or how like they can deescalate a situation when someone is kind of like peaking in a moment of like terror or being scared or anxious and whatnot. And it's like, honestly, validating people's feelings is life-saving. Yeah, it is. So many times I have, you know, did a lot of years of crisis intervention and have seen nothing in that person's life circumstances changes whatsoever, except that someone was like, oh, it makes sense that you feel the way that you do. Mm -hmm. So the opening scene like is amazing. It's 30 minutes. It's super scary. And yeah, I think like '90s <laughs> horror, like totally owes I, I that, that opening. To like... I couldn't when that first thirty minutes. I literally <laughs> looked down to see how far into the movie it was because I thought the movie was over. <laughs> I was so satisfied. Like it's I was like an amazing so... episode of television. Yes, and I I literally thought to myself, I was like, "Wow, bitch, did you really like not look at your phone for a whole movie?" Because I was so into it. And then I was like, there's no way. I was like, there's no way that it's been like an hour and a half. (laughs) And I thought it was just that good. Jill Sholin, who's the actor in that opening scene. Mm -hmm. um, She's kind of an icon. But I also know like 
you know, like she didn't have like the most illustrious career after her whore days, but she's like carries that whole 30 oh minutes. God. She's by herself. Like the entire yeah. time, literally talking yeah. to a voice. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I just like every, it's structured perfectly because it just gives you enough to keep you on the edge of your seat the entire time. Yes. And like, because it's just so fun. every single moment is painful. Her walking from the door to the mm-hmm, phone, mm-hmm. faking the phone calls, oh God, like blah, blah, blah. all, yeah, all of that. <laughs> I just know how miserable I would be <laughs> trying to do all that. And I could barely stand it. I could barely stand it. I, and I, I watch it every time, like looking for him in the house. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I don't know. They like, they, they do a really good job of like having just like the most obscure things in a room. Like mm-hmm. that giant plant is behind yeah. her. And I yeah. keep like, every time I watch the movie, I'm like, is he back there? Cause like, He's clearly got to be in the house at some times, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm just like, where is he? But I don't know. Like, even when she, like, like who knew, like, looking through a notebook could be so scary? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, And, definitely. like, the imprint yes. of the writing on the next page is, yes. like, very clear. It's so great. Yeah. It's so that great. That was. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, do you – I know the first time I watched this – I was a little like not bored, but I was kind of bummed that the scares didn't continue for like the next 30 minutes. How do you feel about that? Cause there is such like a, tur- it's kind of like a turn into like a CBS procedural. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I definitely had to like readjust mm-hmm. because I was so like, like I said, I hadn't even looked at my phone. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it, it does shift gears. And I do love movies that, center like women not being believed and people wondering if they're crazy or someone else is, you know? Uh-huh. And so I, it's like, I like both of those movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's a good <laughs> like, way to I do like it. both. Um, and I definitely was invested in her story, in her story. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. And my friend Chelsea, when we, I watched it with my friend Chelsea and Mia last week in preparation for the show and she had never seen it before. And she was telling me that like, she was relieved at that portion of the movie because she was so tired Yeah, after watching the opening scene. And it was hilarious to watch with her because me and I have seen it before and she was reacting to every part I wanted her to react to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's scary. Home invasion stuff, it just fucks me up. It really does. And then that shadow. Oh, my God. That shadow is so great. And also, I feel like I have so many dreams where I'm, like, trying to run to a door and open it quick enough. Mm -hmm. Or, like, so that part where she realizes that he is in the house house, and she's running out the door. She's got, like, four locks unlocked. Oh, my God. (laughs) But also, and something I think about in every movie, it took her a long time to, like, secure the house. Yeah. I, I, and I know that the level at which I'm at is indicative of my mental health. So I'm not telling everybody that like, this is <laughs> what they should be doing. <laughs> I would have checked all the locks as soon as the parents left. Exactly. Cause Same. I, I always know in my home what, what, what is locked and unlocked. Yeah. Like I'm somebody who checks locks a lot. I, yeah. I yeah. have to have both locks on our doors locked before yeah. I go to bed or I won't sleep. Oh like, yeah. Like it's just a, it's just a thing. Like yeah. Brian can lock the doorknob lock and he's fine. But Absolutely I'm like, nope, not. deadbolt's got to go too. No. Like, you yeah. know what? Let's put the furniture in front of the door just for good measure. Okay. Like I'm really not trying to play with nobody. I would have checked it immediately. And so sometimes it's always shocking to me in movies. Same as, um, oh Lord, why am I forgetting that movie that we covered? Was it a home invasion movie? 
No, but it's like she goes to the cabin to get away from her fan. The fan. Duh. Oh, the fan. And I'm like, oh, it took yeah. you this long to like shut the blinds. Right. I, I just, I can't relate to that. I, I can't either. Um, yeah, my, I can't, I don't like sitting, like we live on the first floor and we have a big, you've seen it, that yeah. big giant window in our living room. Mm-hmm. And the only reason those curtains aren't shut is because it's like six feet off the ground. If that was like at the ground level, those curtains would be fucking shut as soon as the sun goes down. Because for me, mentally, I can't. I I always just assume someone's staring yeah, at me. Yeah, this ain't a fishbowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we're shutting that shit. But also, do you feel like sometimes it's like the richer people get the less curtains they have? Why? What the fuck is that? You drive what? down like – like you drive through like Highland – or what is it? Um, Like over by like Larchmont. You drive through oh, that Hancock Park. Hancock Park, and it's just like right. windows no, open, no like, curtains, you're showing off no, couch? no tapestries. Okay, <laughs> showing off that that living, the formal living room. You showing off that couch that you the don't let people brand. sit in. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't either. No. Also, like, I don't know. Like, I don't want people just staring at me. I, you know, I so guess like I go back and forth. Bitch, <laughs> Sometimes. Assume. I, I relate to like locks. I would love to not have curtains up or like whatever, I guess, and have like sunshine and brightness and whatnot. Uh, but I do feel like <laughs> I'm not, I guess I've been thinking about this more. It's like, I don't live on the first floor. And mm-hmm. so I'm not as worried about it. Cause mm-hmm. I don't think people like can directly see in my room. Um, but whenever I'm around my mom and she sees me changing in front of a window, she like flips the fuck out. Oh really? Like, you know, I was just home with her a couple weeks ago and I was in front of her. There's literally like a tree, like no one can see in her window. And she was like, Lindsay Renee, get <laughs> like get away from the window. And I oh, was yeah, like, I like do that all the time. I was like, mom, are you serious I'm, right now? Like change in front of open windows, but like yeah. if I'm clothed and it's nighttime. Like, yeah. It's, gotta be. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I don't give a fuck for, yeah. you know? And like, yeah. I, it's like, I guess that's in some kind of incongruence because. Um, well, speaking of like windows. So like later when she's in college and she lives on the third floor in our apartment, even then, I'm like, girl, why are you got your windows wide open? Yeah. Like, I know you got them locked and shit, but, like, why don't you have any curtains? Not hey, enough. It's right under your bed. Right We're above blackout your bed. Blackout curtains, so, like, sweetie. He's, yeah, like, yes, the not. moon is would keep me awake. <laughs> Just the light from the moon. But, like, do you – I've always wondered that while watching this movie. Like, I've, like, like, literally in my head have studied, like, what are the – what's, like, the cost benefits of one way or the other. And like, did she think about this and like keeping them open mm-hmm. is a positive for her in some way. And I can never figure out what it is. It's so she could see I him. Mean, that's true. You know, but she's also on the third floor. It could be that, you know, who the art department, no yeah, one had been fucked with before. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> like, it was just like, well, of course the windows are open. Yeah, Cause I'm always like, girl, I would have those curtains drawn and I wouldn't yeah. have like those sheer white ones that I think she has in the movie. <laughs> Yeah. But I love the relationship relationship between her and Jill. Yes. Like. Yes. Like sort of lesbian. Like lesbian, yeah. right? Like. I mean, the way she reemerges when you first see her in college, mm. I was like, so she's gay now, right? Right. Like her plaid jacket, <laughs> that hair, the mullet. Oh my god, the mullet. I was I was living for every I was single for thing. So she walked on screen when we were watching it, and Chelsea yes. was kind of like didn't realize it was yeah. her. She's like, who yeah. is that? I'm like, that's chill. She's like, what? Yeah. She goes, lesbian. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, also, she like takes off her lesbian coat and you and see a lesbian, lesbian vest. vest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I was like, she's dying. a lesbian comedian circa 1987. <laughs> like I kept waiting for her to pull a mic out and be like, is this thing on? 
Um, but it's whether she's a lesbian or not, like if she's coded as a lesbian or not, like I totally like identify with her loneliness, mm-hmm. even without her terror. Mm-hmm. Like, thankfully, I've never, I've never experienced anything like that. But you feel the terror and loneliness of being a queer youth, mm-hmm. and I feel like, I feel like my younger self is seen through the character of Julia. Yeah, in that way. Like, would you agree? Or, I mean, yeah, I think about how isolating it is to be in some kind of abusive relationship, and so, like, mm-hmm. I mean, a stalker is like a beyond it's abusive, beyond. but. The same kind of thing where it's like so much of your life is devoted to this thing. It's like whether it's how I'm walking to my job or how many matches are by my stove or whether I have curtains or not or all Mm -hmm. these things. And it's like – Triple bolted door. Who could – yeah, triple bolted door. Who – how many of – how many folks would stick around for their friend through that and be like, I know. I know we got to lock the doors. We got to, we got to do this. We got to do this. And it's like, of course people feel like a burden and it's like half people believe half people don't believe, but even those that believe it's like people, everybody has a point in which they start questioning people. And it's like, (sighs) well, she even isolated herself from her parents. Yeah. Like she stopped going home. It's like literally classes and her studio apartment. And it's like, even the studio apartment is like such a choice because she wants just a room. Yeah. That she can see like all four corners yeah. at Oof. all times, you know? Oh God. And like just like the isolation. Like I know for me as a younger gay boy, sometimes isolation was the only comfort mm-hmm. because you at least knew no one was gonna Absolutely you yes. know, harass you that day or make you cry. Yeah. Or I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it was like better. I'd rather hide in my room sometimes Mm -hmm. than be in the world. Oh yeah. You know? And like adding, like you said, a like crazy stalker into that formula. Like the moment she finds that shirt in her closet, it's just like, you could see it on her face. Like even just the hand grab, they only show her hand grabbing like the door. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You just like, I don't know. It's just like a really good performance. And I think it's well written to the point that you just immediately identify and like, or like you like you're just like shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, even John doesn't believe her at times. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like when she's pouring her heart out at that coffee house talking about disappearing, doesn't he say something kind of shitty to her there? I can't remember exactly what he said. He says something like, you, you can't let the past cave in on you. And she's like, bitch, like the past like, is caving ideally, in on me. <laughs> I would agree with you. It's like, I don't really want this, yes, like, but <laughs> like you it's really easy for you to say asshole (laughs) yeah i think a lot of people find themselves needing to be alone in an effort to for of protection Mm -hmm. i know i definitely did that as a young person i think about a lot of times where i just had these different places like whether it was at the school or the church or you know, the farm or like wherever, where I knew that I could go alone and just be, just mm-hmm. be alone. Safe. It's like, no one makes fun of you. No one, you know, is fucking with you over there. Go be alone. Well, even Jill. So like her character goes through like the similar arc, like I said, and her stalker slash killer that killed the kid she was babysitting comes back for her at the end of the first movie too. And she's married with children at that point. Mm-hmm. And I always, 
you know, watching it this time, I, I used to always be like, they don't even like, it's, I always find it weird when sequels kind of ignore mm. like the character's life in the previous movie. Like she's not married here. She never references her kids, those kind of things. But I honestly watching it this time, I feel like that's another portion of her backstory. That's completely mm-hmm. laid in without yeah. having to say anything is like, she kind of felt the same way as Julia. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't want to use the word abandon because it, that, implies that she did something like wrong, but she probably left her family a to be alone because like being solo, like we said, is like sometimes a safety thing, but also to keep them safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I find it really interesting that she's like devoted her life to like other people going through the same thing, which I think people do. Yeah. (laughs) I think a lot of people, um, who find themselves with this elevated level of empathy Mm -hmm. due to having their own traumas end up in these helping fields. Yes. Um, And I think when I, I I did that and I think as a young person, I thought it was really healing to like help people the way I would have wanted to be helped or to treat people the way I would have wanted to be treated. I think unfortunately in the nonprofit industrial complex, it's like that work is never sustainable because you're never making enough money. Mm -hmm. Um, And you, um, to t- you don't make you enough money to take to care of people. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> You're like always one pay- paycheck away from being homeless yourself. And like <sighs> myself as a young person, like I did not have the kind of grip on my own needs and mental health as I do now. And so I was out here wild and honey, just like <laughs> just triggered right and left and in compartmentalizing all of it. And like seeing really, really intense and graphic things and swallowing all of it and just feeling like I was such a good person for like doing this work. And I think I got a lot of myself value from doing hard work for no money. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if it's like Christian roots of being like, punish me because I'm a bad person deep down or something. <laughs> I was born bad. Yeah. yeah. Like just whip me all day. Um, <laughs> but I, what were we talking about? <laughs> um, how people who go through trauma. Oh yeah. I think people end up in those, in those fields. And it's like, as long as you do it good for you, you know, it's, it's not something that I found myself able to do yeah. for very long, like mm-hmm. about seven years. And I mean, that's that was a long about time. <laughs> it. Um, and I think that I thought there was something wrong with me cause I couldn't keep doing it. Um, there is nothing. Wrong and with no, there's no, there's, no question. But no, about I get what that, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not surprised that that, that well, seems like a natural path. Well, and I, I, it's, you know, like when Julia goes to the police and they're like, call someone from the Dean of Women's office, everyone but Johnson. And it's right. like, it's amazing how people can get annoyed oh by God. someone like, yes, like yes. diligently helping somebody, yes. or maybe I should say militantly because she is mm-hmm. sort of militant about it. And mm-hmm. it's like, what's wrong with that? You know, if she's you, doing twice the work, so you don't have to do anything. If you are advocating <laughs> that hard for people, you're on everyone's nerves. Like you, I promise you. Like if you're walking into a police station and advocating for people the way that they deserve to be advocated for, no one's gonna like you except the people you're helping. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like just get used to that. And like I said. Um, in last week's episode, you need a wild ass white woman advocating for you. <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> like, you know, 
not that, and I mean, I don't mean like a white feminine. I don't mean white feminism. <laughs> That's not <laughs> what I mean. I mean, period, someone who's going to advocate for you at a level that you wouldn't think to do for yourself. And obviously that's not just white women. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all remember my, my jokes from last week about um, what's her name on the bus. Alice. Alice <laughs> yeah. Being like, pull this bus over. <laughs> I'm just saying, let, may we all have people in our lives who ask for things that we wouldn't ask for ourselves, which yeah. is like what we opened the episode yes. with. Yes. Yes. Yeah. People who <laughs> it's, it's, there is a fine line between speaking for somebody out of term, but also like, being like they're an extension of them. Yeah. And sometimes it's great to be an extension of a person, but yeah, she like, I do kind of love the moment though, where the one cop, um, the older one of the group is kind of like that guy's still running around in her mind, still running around in her mind. That's for sure. Like even that <sighs> little bit of empathy, like to me that read empathetic because the other cops are all kind of just writing her off. And he's mm-hmm. like, clearly this guy is like, still messing with her, whether it's in her mind or not. Like he felt, I yeah. don't want to say sorry for her, but like he kind of identified with her. Or am I wrong? Am I reading it the wrong I think way? At the very least. He sees her a little bit. It's like, it's not enough for people to be like, I at least believe that you believe that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. That's not enough. Yeah. However, I'll take it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, well, yeah. I have to, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, I guess we have if, to if take it's it. The only thing you're it's like, me. at least if you at least <laughs> acknowledge that this person is genuinely tormented, mm-hmm. that, that there's some ground there for us to move forward from. I, I get triggered personally when someone says something about something being in my mind. That's true. And he does say running around, you mind, know, yeah. cause I'm like, Oh, you think it's not real. Yeah. Or like, Oh, you think that whatever I'm thinking is distorted mm-hmm. or something. Um, but yeah, like if he's some, living in her head, you know, yeah. But I, I, it is, it's, it's a little something to work with. Yeah, it's a little something, and I always take his, um, I think, uh, the way he chooses to say it as sympathy more than mm. as like a what's the word I'm looking for as like a, a not an attack, but as like a like this is her problem. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but then Jill goes into her mini monologue that I'm just like always here for. Obsessed. I'm obsessed with it. But you know, this stalker. Yeah. Let's talk about him. Why is it? Why do you look like that? <laughs> why? I can't. Who, whose decision was this? Oh. Why are you? Oh, when he's in the nightclub. Yes. Yes. I'm, I, so you a, know, my friend Chelsea was like, wait, the thing is, is it? it's like, he's got, <laughs> if Folks, we're talking about blackface. Yes. If you're lost. He's covered in black. I I don't care if you want to say something is not blackface. If if any basically if anyone ever thinks something is blackface, don't do it. <laughs> I don't care if it's like your coffee mask that you're using to like energize your skin. I don't give a shit what it right. is. Don't post it on social media. Right. Like the slightest <laughs> tinge of anything that makes me think something could possibly even be blackface is too much. It, well, to that's the thing with. I was going to say, if you think it is, it probably <laughs> like, is I, energy or mind. <laughs> like I understand when people can approach something and be like, that's not that like everyone, you know, it's something else. It's performance. Like art. <laughs> I hear you, but back way the fuck up and re- <laughs> read something and then wash that shit off. Also, okay? chances are, you know, he's a psycho stalker. Yeah. This black paint's probably not coming from a good place. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't. Um, it's really interesting because 
That scene is just so stupid. I can't. I can't. <laughs> all of it's miserable. First of all, even going to that event anyway. Well, in the like, four rich I- white people. <laughs> I always laugh because I'm like, it's like three asshole men and then like their their female mascot is oh with them. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I'm like, why are they there? Like, is it like, let's go, let's go mingle among the pores is like that, like the motivation. Like, I want the like Ivanka Trump story placed on them. <laughs> like, what is that? I don't know. It's like, honey, let's leave our house with no curtains let's and go put on, hang out. Put on your sequin dress. <laughs> I'm going to put on my tux and we're going to go to a topless open mic night in the poor neighborhood. Oh, wow. It's yeah. just like such. And they come in a limo. Burn it all down. <laughs> Burn it down. And then like she's completely offended within like the first three minutes. <laughs> and then three men are just like, what? Yeah, and like the, the fourth, the third guy is literally still sitting at the table <laughs> while everyone else is leaving. Did you notice that? And he no. finally realizes they're all gone because <laughs> they're drinking their fucking champagne too. Oh it is like God. a tiny little mini social commentary wrapped up in like two minutes. It's pretty great. Yeah. You know, it's true. Yeah. That guy, uh, Fred Walton is a, he directed the movie. He wrote and directed the movie, both movies. And he did, did you ever see April Fool's Day? The slasher from the 80s. He did that. He's a really, like, if you listen to his interviews and stuff, he's, like, a really smart, really genuinely good person. Mm -hmm. So I always, and, like, he, like, looks like a friendly man. So I always find it, like, really interesting (laughs) when, like, the likes of, like, him or Wes Craven would make Mm -hmm. these type of movies. Because you expect, a lot of the times you you place the content on the creator and, like, think they've got to be this, like otherworldly disgusting human being it's like nope just like Wes Craven was just like a friendly old man like a very smart old man and like Fred Walton's kind of the same way like very just like I don't want to say prim and proper but like button-up shirt really smart um so I know like listening to interviews and like knowing a bit about him as a director like he totally was doing a little bit of commentary there for those 120 seconds wow yeah Hmm. (laughs) facts Facts. So, and then, but that leads to like the killer's weird power, which is to blend into darkness or yeah. like into walls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love it, but at the same time, I'm like, what a lot of work. Honestly. You know, like, I guess he's dedicated. <laughs> I'm like, if you could just channel that somewhere else because you're an artist boy <laughs> like you're an artist you need a youtube channel okay like let's monetize you Etsy this store. like, <laughs> like if that was today if instagram he today he could just do that take pictures <laughs> post it on instagram and then yeah. like the whole goal of posting the picture is like you as a viewer have to find him yeah and he can make a killing mm-hmm. I should do that. <laughs> That's some talent. Cause yeah. like, it's like taking Polaroids, matching the Polaroid on your body, but in reverse. Cause you're doing it in a mirror. Okay. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> but it works for me. Yeah. At the end, it's creepy as hell. Yeah, and I yeah. love that. He's like in a thong while he's doing it. Yeah. yeah like give me some more of that. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. Like there's not a lot, there's not a lot going on in this movie. I don't feel like so, but, I do love the scene where John goes to his apartment um, and mm-hmm. like the neighbor next door is like, <laughs> he came to find the mother. Yeah. Creepy, right? Yes. And like 
There's a pay phone too. <laughs> right. Because what year was this? 93. 93. Came out in 93. It was actually a Showtime original film. Oh, that's it right. It wasn't a theatrical sequel. I saw that. Showtime original. God, Showtime in 1993. Ooh, right? when, we would, when we would get like a free week. We didn't always have cable. Uh-huh. Like if we happen to have cable and, the and then there happened weekend. to be like a free week of Showtime. Uh-huh. Oh my God. I would be so happy Glued. because I'd be like, maybe I'll see a titty. Yeah. And I would like, <laughs> and I would like not tell my parents. Oh yeah. Because they would immediately like, no, of like, course they blocked MTV in our house. Like mm. they literally was back in the days where you'd have to call the cable company right. and be like, can you block this? Channel? Yes. And yes. they did that with MTV. Wow. So like whenever there well, was I'm free showtime, hell no. Mm-mm. I used to watch it when it was scrambled to see oh, if I could see like yeah. a titty or like oh, yeah. a butt. In, in the like, um, like, like the uh, negative, <laughs> be like neon pink and yeah, yellow like and the shit. thing moving around, like, like in the beginning of American Pie. <laughs> yes, when he's like jerking off. To yeah, that. that's exactly what I needed. That and you could hear yeah. it crystal clear. Oh that yeah, you could hear the- it. You could hear it, which is a lot of it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um. So, what else? Anything else you wanted to discuss on the movie? I mean, I think we covered a lot of things so. stuff. I mean, I like the way it ends. Yeah. Because I feel like they're going to live happily ever after together. Yes. Right. I, yes. Like at least as like even if they're not coded lesbian or like I feel like they'll be companions. They would. It's still like a queering. I don't, and I don't just like throw around the word queer and I definitely don't let people who aren't queer be like, Mm. I'm queer because I knew this thing. Right. But it's, it's a queering of like relationship styles in that if we all could uphold platonic intimacy Mm. and like our relationships with people that we aren't fucking Mm -hmm. in the kind of high regard where it's like, we're going to heal together and spend the rest of our lives together. Have sex in order to do this. Yeah. 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 It, like we don't have to be romantic sexual partners to like take care of each other when one of us shoots ourselves in the head. You know right. what I mean? Like <laughs> Now, do you think she did shoot herself? I think it was him. Yeah, I, oh yeah, I definitely yeah, okay. think it was him. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I when they gave her the when she got the gun, I was like this is a horrible mistake. I was like this is this is a mistake. <laughs> yes. Not just and not just well, because most people who get the gun, they always usually get harmed themselves. Like most, well, and, yeah, yeah, it's like reality. And yes, yeah. Yeah. and I'm just like the kind of the place where I would be with my mental health. Were I in her situation, do not give me a weapon. Don't give me a gun. I won't even. <laughs> I won't even have a gun for myself as it is now. Right. And I, you know, that's I, I think learning about the world through crisis intervention. Guns are so lethal. Well, the thing it's not a it's not a tool she can heal with. Either. No, you no. know what I mean. All it does yeah. is actually kind of add to the paranoia. Because yeah. now she has to think about what if I have to fucking use this thing. Yeah, no, the gun. <laughs> it's just it's like this thing is not a joke or a game. It immediately escalates every single situation that mm-hmm. it is in, mm-hmm. and it's very powerful. And it usually works. Yeah. So it's like. Well, and Jill is a therapist. Yeah. She works in crisis intervention and self-defense. And I'm just thinking to myself, Jill, that money you're spending, get her like two counsel, like such yeah. like counseling sessions. Yeah. And then like try to figure out how to get her two more after this. Yeah. Like <laughs> buy her a new jacket. Like <laughs> get her another lock right. on her door. Yeah. Like don't get her a gun. Like that scene where she's like literally writing in her journal 
and then it's sitting at the kitchen table yeah. with her. It's just like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like you, I don't know. Bad decision. Mm-hmm. Like, why not give her a bomb? Like <laughs> pay for a security guard to hold the gun. Oh, good okay? idea. Like six, seven, eight of them. <laughs> like, how about that? Set up community watch. Yeah. To like just be here for me. How about that? Well, and I love that uh, Jill does make several mistakes. Like when they go and visit the house that she was babysitting at, she's like, I told her not to go back to her apartment. It's like, why did you leave her alone in your place if you were concerned yeah. for her doing mm-hmm. something that she, you know, may harm herself yeah. after How getting about, her? Yeah, gun. you got her the gun. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, does it get a pride float? Uh, no. No? No. But, Julia's you know, definitely maybe, security at pride, though. Me, you know, there is – isn't there um, – am I right or wrong about this? But isn't there, like, a tent at pride for – oh, no, that was – they did that at Coachella this year. But they had, like, an area for people who maybe, like, had experienced some kind of assault at the event or, like, if you got like groped or like current. Yeah. 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 Like a a, a healing space where you could go with like people to check in with. Like, I feel like it would be nice if pride had a or Maybe it does. Uh, Yeah. I'm wondering. Please let me know. Yeah. Let us know. I'm sure there's some city like some kind of resource available to people if they're like triggered at the event or if like they show up to the event and they're abusive ex is there there who's like following them around and won't leave them alone Uh or if some straight dude that showed up to be an asshole won't leave them alone Mm -hmm. you know whatever Mm -hmm. i think um she would work there this movie uh has to have some community service for for, uh (laughs) that's a good to support people at yeah and like they don't have to do like community service with sleepaway camp yeah no 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 no. (laughs) i actually watched that this weekend i texted you last night didn't i yeah yes Everyone is so mean. <laughs> They're just so mean to each other. Like mm. um, during horror roulette, before horror roulette, I always make dinner. Mm-hmm. So we were eating dinner and that was playing in the background and one of my friends had never seen it. Oh so like God. every few minutes she would like turn to the TV and like you'd catch her and she'd be like, what the fuck is this? Oh my God. My baby Angela. <laughs> my favorite person to she have is. ever existed in a horror movie. BJ Colangelo just wrote a really great article for Dread Central about oh, cool. Sleepaway Camp. I'm and check um, that out. they had her as a special editorial for Pride Month. So oh, awesome. you should check it out. And if you're listening and haven't read it yet, you should check it out. It's on dreadcentral.com. Fuck yeah. Um, and she talks about the problematic themes of Sleepaway Camp, but she also – BJ's so smart. Right. She um, – and I can't put it as well eloquently as she did, but she takes the problematic themes and like actually finds the goodness in, in the film mm. um, from a queer perspective. And it's just a really Thanks. great take. Um, and I really enjoy reading her work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Sleepaway Camp mm-hmm. and then Sleep Sleepaway Camp oh, too, yes. I think there's something we need to yeah, announce. That's right. Um. Folks, are you going to show up in yeah. Southern California yeah. for our first live show? On June 21st at 8.30 at the Frida. At the Frida in Santa Ana. Yeah, so it's a special screening of Sleepaway Camp 2 on Happy Campers. And then we will be doing a live record right after in mm-hmm. front of a studio audience. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. I don't I'm even so care if too. anyone comes. If it's literally just us. Yeah. Sam, Brennan, and Ernie. Yeah, And then fine. like a darkened, empty theater. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Still sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. Um, Michael and I talked last night about since, you know, we made Sleepaway Camp do community service, we'd like to have 
if you show up to the live show, we want people to bring some toiletries yes. uh, for some unused new toiletries. We're talking about soaps, razors, Toupes. shampoos, conditioners. If you grab stuff at hotels and don't use them, that even that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd like to donate it to the youth center on Highland uh, yeah, because they be provide lots of hygiene services for homeless youth and those kind of things make a really big impact in, you know, how much money they have to spend to do that. So, yeah, if you think of anything you need in your top, uh, dop kit or your ditty bag or whatever you call yeah. it when you're traveling, think of those items and bring them. Yeah, literally shaving cream, <laughs> like deodorant. anything, deodorant, yeah. Q-tips. Q-tips. Like, yeah, anything. Um, and or um, floss. Unused floss. socks. I was just going to say socks. Socks. In new underwear. In new underwear, yeah. No used of either. No. But those are... We're, we're in summer, but socks are such an, a big thing. Huge. Just having um, clean socks mm-hmm. um, is a big deal. Yeah. So, And they go through a lot of socks lot at of the socks. youth center. So. And they need socks of all sizes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, that's something we'd like to happen for sure. And any bit helps. Any bit helps. You yes, seriously. Like a travel size toothpaste and it's yeah. just the one, we'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Good point. Yes. Seriously, you're like, oh, I have one That's fine. toothbrush in a package. And Perfect. if it's in your house and you've done nothing with it for two years, bring it. Yeah. And just hand it to one of us. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yes. Um, great idea, Nay. Super exciting. Yes. Um, so we look forward to seeing you there. Yes. And, um, and then I want to start um, plugging this event that I'm yes. doing on July 6th. Yes. In the evening. I actually haven't decided to start time yet, but it's probably going to be around 9 p.m. Uh, I have a show. I have mm. a solo art show for my birthday. Yes. Um, which is on the 8th, but the show's on the 6th. And it's going to be at Project Q downtown oh, in cool. Chinatown. I don't know if folks are familiar with Project Q. Um but Madden, the founder of Project Q, used to come to the youth center on Highland while I worked there and give haircuts. Oh, cool. So um, it's been years now, but um, then Madden had like a mobile haircutting unit, like an Airstream, and would go around cutting, you know, queer youth's hair for oh, free. cool. Especially like before job interviews, before uh, school starts. Yeah. I mean, but for any reason, period. Even if right. you're not going to do any of those things. Free haircut. Um, and now has like... Uh, a place, uh, a space downtown. Um, that's a community space, and the salon uh, is still cutting queer so homeless awesome. youth hair for free. Um, still takes the airstream out on tour across the country to cut queer youth hair for free. And Are you I using that space for your show. Yes, oh, and so we're using so it, but. A big part of that is that um, I'm going to be doing a fundraiser for them. Oh, and so like awesome. there's going to be a, a, a sliding scale door fee, like literally like three to ten dollars sliding scale Great. door fee that goes directly to Project Q. Absolutely no one turned away for lack of funds. So at the door, you'll be asked if you have a donation. And if you don't, just say no. I know I have a lot of anxiety about going to events that I don't have money for the donation, but I don't want people to feel that way. Like, just say no and you come You should in. never feel bad. Yeah, just say no and come in. You um, should feel bad if you, like, have $300 in your wallet and you're not willing to get right. one. But- right. <laughs> so, yeah, if you don't have anything, that's fine. Yeah. Just come through. Um, and then, of course, I'll have stuff on the inside. It's going to be super awesome. Amazing. But um, yeah, Project Q is amazing. And so when this show airs, I'm going to put up a link for the fundraiser. Awesome. Can't wait. And so you don't have to be local to LA to give money to Project Q. Um, but for folks who think like, what's the big deal about a haircut? I mean, I, I know most of say, you it's aren't so great. You don't thinking think about that. those kind of things. But 
haircuts and just like, it's not even just about having your hair cut. It's about someone giving you attention, like a mm-hmm. really amazing person who sees you and understands you and who is a queer person themselves and giving you that individual attention Mm -hmm. and care and Mm -hmm. eye contact and treating you like a human being. Like it's a really, I mean, I don't know if everyone has good experiences when they go to get their haircut, but I know that for me, I loved going and like being able to have a conversation one-on-one with somebody and you kind of like develop these relationships with like the people who cut your hair or whatever. And having access to that is something that a lot people with jobs and homes struggle with. Right. Well, just but think about how good you felt after yeah, a really good haircut. It makes sometimes. a really big yeah. difference, um, not only for folks who just like maybe couldn't pay for that themselves, but who wouldn't think that they even deserve that because like, oh, they don't have a job right now or like, oh, I'm like X, Y, or Z. It's I don't even cool deserve it. It's thing. a really, really, really awesome thing. And Madden is just a super amazing person. And um, they – I would never think about a haircut. Yeah. And like, it's so awesome. Actually going around doing that as a movie. Yes. And like a lot, they were in um, Vogue or was it Teen Vogue? Um, Vogue. Some really, yeah, right. Cause Mm. Teen Vogue is on fire. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) In Teen Vogue with some really beautiful pictures of the youth that, um, so anyway, Project Q downtown, they have a community space now. There's youth there like all the time. It's just really amazing. And so I'm really happy to be raising money for them because I see what that money does. Mm -hmm. And I really want to encourage people to give money to nonprofits that are very small. Um, that you can actually, who do very local work and who, you can actually see where the money's going and that it's not going to like the CEO that makes half a million a year. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you're okay with me saying this and if you're not local and don't want to donate to another city's local charity, maybe seek out if your city has something similar. Oh yeah. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, But donate to Avenue Q anyway. Project Q. Project Q. Avenue Q is a play. (laughs) (laughs) It's a musical. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Project Q. Yeah. Project Q. So I'm going to put that link up and yeah. Super exciting. And come to our show. Yeah. You'll love it. Oh my God. I'm Um, so excited. Well, that's it. Yeah. Until next week. Next week we will be back with Brennan and Sam. Yeah. No guests. No guests. Just the four of us. Yeah. And uh, I think we're doing the Hitcher. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. That'll be Mm -hmm. fun. Anyway, thanks for listening to us. Bye, Nay. (laughs) Bye, Michael. (laughs) Bye, Ernie. Bye. (laughs) (laughs)